Seven Footers crew, what is going on? We are back, Gerard and Jenna here, and we are just days away from the regular season ending. Can you believe it, Gerard? It's crazy. We're saying off air, like, you start the season and you're like, oh, man, the slog's coming, right? You're like, it's going to take forever. But, you know, before you know it, you're like, wait, we're already halfway through the season. Then it's All-Star, we're two-thirds, and now we got four games left, and season ends on Sunday, Jenna. Playing starts next Tuesday, and we're and then next Saturday. Playoffs are coming and it's going to be intense. I was telling a bunch of people um, this over the weekend. For once, <clears throat> I finally understand why they implemented the play-in tournament. When it first <laughs> happened, I was like, nah, this is trash. They're ruining everything. The Lakers are never getting in. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but uh, still. Uh. I wouldn't say that because LeBron wasn't with them yet. But anyway, <laughs> um, you know, though, like this is this is crazy, Gerard. Yeah, like, I really don't know what way this is going to go, just because of how tight and yeah narrow it is. The the, the Western Conference is wide open. Um, outside of the top three teams that seeds that clinched, um, anything can happen four through ten. <clears throat> the East is a little bit more stable. The top uh four teams, five teams uh, have clinched. Um, we're waiting on the uh, on the six there, Brooklyn Nets. And then the bottom, you know, of, of the East, you know, your Indianas and those teams, uh, while they're, you know, kudos for like, you know, trying and all that Miami, Atlanta, Toronto, the Bulls, it, no one expects any of those teams to really make any kind of noise come the postseason. But, you know, we shall see. We shall. So it is a very exciting episode because mm -hmm. with the regular season coming to an end, that means... It's award we season. To give out the <laughs> awards. That's right. Award season, baby. This is one of my favorite times, my favorite episodes, everything. And in the future, we'll have to discuss how this shifts a little bit with the new CBA. Mm -hmm. So we'll get there. Don't mm -hmm. y'all worry. Mm -hmm. But we got to get to the business here before the season's over in the blink of an eye. Mm -hmm. So why don't we start with the best and not even save it for the last? <laughs> the MVP, okay? Because mm -hmm. I think we have a pretty good picture of who's in the running but i'm curious to hear who you really take number one jenna it was tough like i really I went back and forth on this and i was just like man like I, it literally like i mean the three front runners are of course denver nuggets nicole Jokic, philadelphia 76ers joel Embiid, and the milwaukee bucks Giannis antetokounmpo and you know and Giannis has won it twice. Jokic has won it twice. Both won it back to back. Jokic could go for his third straight. <laughs> and Jenna, like, look, if you go by the advanced stats, it's Jokic, right? Like, estimated plus minus, he's a full point per 100 possessions better than Joel Embiid as it relates to teammates on the floor, all those different things. Now, the argument people make is, well, Embiid's defense is better, and it is for sure better than Jokic's defense. But maybe he doesn't have quite the impact that everyone thinks it does. Um, but Embiid's been a monster. Jokic has missed the last couple of games. Um, so Jenna, with the slightest, and I mean by a hair edge, I'm going to give it to Joel Embiid this year. Tough. It was tough. I mean, really. I like, thought you were going with Jokic. I mean, I, I, talking. listen, I, 
I was like, man, Jokic, I, I just, I'm giving it to Embiid just for the simple fact of in their head to head matchup, they, uh, and the Sixers won and Embiid did dominate Jokic in that game and just by the slightest of edge edges. So I'm going to give it to him slightly, slightly. Oh, man. As you said, it's tough. I think the one thing that we agree on is that I'm also not going to give it to Jokic. Mm. Do all three of these guys deserve it? Of course. Yes, I do. If any of them, you said it last episode, if any of them, uh, and when, when it, I say them, I mean Giannis, mm, uh, mm-hmm. Joel Embiid, and Jokic, if they get it, wouldn't be mad. And same, wouldn't be mad. I, I want... I'm going to give it to, since you picked Joel Embiid, I'll mm-hmm. go with Giannis. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And why I was going to go with Joel Embiid, though, if mm-hmm. you didn't, was because my argument for him is that it does take a lot of also mental toughness, toughness being snubbed for this award in previous years. And when mm-hmm. I say snubbed, you know, he wasn't exactly right. snubbed. Yoke no, Jokic is better. Jokic is better. Yeah. To be in the conversation, then he's injury riddled. So to keep up the consistency, consistency with Joel Embiid. I was going to say is would sway the argument for me, but I'll, I'm going to go with Giannis because really, what was it other than like a five game losing slump? And that's exaggerating. Maybe did we ever worry about the bucks? Yeah, the like, best record in the NBA silently good hanging out in Milwaukee where no offense, no one probably wants to be and just being great. So Giannis, I mean, continued greatness. And he just, it seems as though he never wavers. Like Jenna, best player on the best, team with the best record i mean you, you never have to explain more than that right like right? that's it so i mean you know it's going to be interesting to see who does take it um it will be cool if Jokic does get it because correct me if i'm wrong only larry bird has let larry, uh, larry was most recent to do it yes. most recent to do it yes yeah, yes yeah, yeah. um so very cool cool stuff it's a big no it, gap listen, there. it's tough and if again any one of those three guys get named it i first of all nobody should be mad because it's sports we're here to have fun but nobody should be mad. They are all three are equally deserving of the award. That is it. All right, let's keep it moving and talk defensive player of the year. Mm-hmm. There's a few good guys. A few good I guys. Yeah. Look, for me, to no surprise to anybody, I'm going Jaron Jackson Jr., the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, Trip has been incredible this year. Leads the league in blocks. Leads the league in stocks, which is steals plus blocks. Um, he is in the 99th percentile, um, in defensive estimated plus minus, um, he is the linchpin behind, uh, the number two ranked defense in the league. Um, there's really not much more I could say about that. Um, you know, people are going to say Brooke Lopez, he's got more minutes, he's played more games. Okay. But Brooke Lopez also plays with true holiday who might be the best burner defender in the league. And he also plays with Giannis and who, was one defensive player of the year before the best defender that Jaron Jackson Jr. plays with is Dylan Brooks. And like, and that's not Dylan Brooks is a good defender, but he's not, they don't have the same defensive talent that Milwaukee has yet. Their defense is better by the numbers. So I'm going with Jaron Jackson Jr. And when Jaron missed the first 12 games of the season, coming back from the injury, the Grizzlies defense is like wallowing in like 18th, 20th bottom of the league. He comes back, they shot up to number one. I mean, that's all I need right there. Jaron Jackson Jr., Defensive Player of the Year. I had him, and I had Giannis. Mm. I just, 
I just feel like he was a highlight. I mean, not that he isn't always, but still, again, best player on the best team. But, I mean, also, Jaron Jackson Jr. was in this conversation last season. Mm-hmm. And um, what was it? Last season, he also got uh, named first team. First team all defense, he did. And, mm-hmm. you know, as if you're a longtime listener of this podcast, you will know that that is very important to draw. <laughs> of course. Of course it is. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, uh, Triple J, he deserves the flowers, especially, you know, battling through injury and being on mm-hmm. a great team. And mm-hmm. he has the ability to also shift games. Like, sure does. Immensely. He sure does. And, Jenna, his offensive game is coming around, too. Look out, man. Look, if he is what I think he can be and what I know he believes he can be, he and John Morant, that is a one-two punch that is dynamic, utterly dynamic. So anyway, that's my DPOI. Seems like it's yours too. Jaron Jackson Jr. Love to hear it. Love to see it. Hopefully we're speaking it into existence. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about the rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. Jenna, this one was tough, and here's why. Paolo Banquero, of course, has the counting stats, right? All the gaudy numbers, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's what his team needs him to do, right? So he's scoring, he's rebounding, and Paolo looks like he's going to be very good. But, Jenna, if we're talking about impact on actually winning games, it's not really close right now in terms of rookie of the year. It's Jalen Williams at Oklahoma City. He is a basically a he's nearly a net positive player, which is very rare for a rookie. Uh, Winchester for 48, he's already above league average, Paolo below league, league average. Now, to be fair, Oklahoma City has better players, right? They have Shea Gilders Alexander, of course, and like much better players around. But here, look, the rookie of the year is going to be Paolo Bancaro, so it's Paolo, but don't sleep on Jalen Williams. This guy's had a tremendous rookie season. Him, yeah, him, um, Matherin. Mm-hmm. Matherin, yep, yep. Andrew Nemhart in Indiana, another one. Exactly. A few mm-hmm. good players. I mean, you have a really good point there, though, with Paolo, um, because people say the same argument for the MVP. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. pick your poison there. Pick your battles. Yeah, it's fine. It's Paolo. You know, no. It will be, yeah. Counting stats, he right. will take him. C- counting stats will we'll win there. It's Paolo. That's it. All right, let's move on and talk about the sixth man of the year. Mm, Jenna, sixth man of the year is tough. Generally, it always goes to like the person that scores the most points off the bench, blah, 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 all that. Honestly, it was tough for me. I was looking at Malcolm Brogdon for the Celtics yeah. and Emmanuel Quickly of the Knicks. Um, Ooh. And that, yeah, look, the Knicks are good. Like, now, nah, granted, a large part of that is because of Jalen Brunson, but. Uh, I, I like quickly a lot, man. He has been excellent for this team. Um, you know, he's legit, man. He's averaging 14 points a game. Like, I, look, I like quickly a lot. Uh, I'm going to lean Brogdon because Boston's better. Uh, but, you know, is that due to Brogdon or is that because they got Jason Tatum and Jalen and Jalen Brown, right? That That's the tough one. You know what? I'm going to go quickly. New York Knicks get some love. Emmanuel, quickly, there's your sixth man of the year. Rare, rare time. <laughs> we are living in my friends. Hold on, let me just get this time. Stamp. Okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, he got some love. He got oh, some love. York? The Knicks. Yep. Well, you're going to laugh at me. A lot Why? of people are going to laugh at me. Why? Because you know how I am. And I just, <laughs> I'm. 
I would take Russell Westbrook for that. Oh, Lord. Not Don't do this. <laughs> Don't do this to me. Let me give this man right. his flowers. Is, wait, he's won an MVP already. What flowers, more flowers does he need? I mean, come it's on. been a rough <laughs> few years recently, okay? I, I mean, love it. It's been all over LA. I love okay? it. He's, he's getting the sympathy vote from Jenna. All right, listen. You want to give it to Westbrook? Cool. 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 Sympathy vote? It's a... <laughs> it's a what? It's a... I, I, I'll say this. Look. Wish I was Clippers, on my feet. The Clippers know, know Paul George. I don't know when he's coming back. Like That means I have to lean on Russ a little bit more. I don't know if that's exactly advisable if you want to win. But, you know, eh, it's what it is. What about that huge game that the internet obviously blew up over and carried it away I the mean, other night? Listen, he's capable of having moments, of course. But can he consistently be someone at this stage of his career that you count on to be a positive player in the postseason? I'm going to answer no. Whatever, always bringing me down to reality. That's why I love you. <laughs> just kiss it. I'm just keeping it real, man. That is it. Um, okay, let's talk about the most improved player. Mm. Another award that I feel like a lot of people hit or miss the mark because people, I feel like, tend to pick, like, players who surge, even though they've always been good. Do yeah, you know what I mean? I, I, I'm with you 100%. So here's one of the, not problems, but, like, one of the challenges with most improved player. What ends up happening is lottery picks, right? will often win this and it's like okay but if you were picked in the top six or seven for instance like yeah you're gonna get better here like that's the whole goal the goal is to really improve we know that right to me it's more and because if you're picked that high we expect you to be that good right like that's why you're getting picked that high to me it's much more important to see someone who was drafted later get picked you know that to me yeah um but, you know, be, be that as it may, look, we have some outstanding candidate. Look, Larry Markkinen, who was a seventh pick, by the way, um, he's been fantastic. Like, I mean, we saw it in Eurobasket last summer in Utah. He was the man. First time All-Star this year. Like, he yeah. he was in, made the jump. We talk about tiers, right, Jenna? Like, the tier from being a starter to All-Star level, that's the second hardest jump to make in the NBA. Mm-hmm. And then from that to like perennial MVP, all NBA top five level, that's the, that is the hardest jump to make, to make that level. Cause it's mm-hmm. same guys get to get up there. Right. For a long period of time. Yeah. So Mark marketing is definitely a candidate for most improved. People are going to have Shea Gilders Alexander. I don't like he was like, Shea is awesome. Like we knew he was awesome, but right. people are going to have him, have him up there. Uh, Jalen Brunson is going to get a lot of love too. Uh, he's had an excellent oh. season. Um, but I'm gonna go someone a little off the board, Mikael Bridges. Um, he in really? Phoenix. Well, because here's the thing about that, right? You get drafted by a team and you have a role, and that's all people see you in. That's all they think you can do because that's what that team requires you to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, early in the year with Phoenix, Booker was down, Chris Paul was down, Mikael had to shoulder a little bit more of the offensive load, and we saw. Maybe he's got a little something. Okay. He gets traded to Brooklyn for Kevin Durant. And now he has to be the primary score. Jenna, he's been lights out. <laughs> like, yeah, no, great argument. Great lights argument. out as a primary score. Now, look, 
it's going to be a whole different thing come the postseason when they know, oh, he's the number one option and everybody's game. We'll see how that translates. But this ain't a playoff award. This is a regular season award. So I'm just going to give some love to Mikel. Look, he's not going to win it. It'll probably be Laurie Markinen or Shea Gilchrist-Alexander is probably what I is what, is what I gather will be the winners. And, you know, Laurie especially deserving. Again, I thought Shea was always good. So to me, it's like, nah, I, I, I knew he was this good. But I'm giving some love to Mikel Bridges because, man, what a what a hell of a jump he's made. And a game that I don't know that people thought he could do that. Right. Yeah. I feel like he's one of those players that flies under the radar because when you even said it, I didn't think of it. I was actually mm-hmm. shocked. But, you know, when you think about it and his situation specifically, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you're drafted. And, 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 and that's the important part, Jenna. It's like we as fans – you watch a player and you think, oh, this is all player X is. Yeah. Well, maybe, but maybe it's also, well, that's what he's being asked to do because that's the role he has to fill on this team. Who yeah. knows if he goes somewhere else and is asked to be the number one option or this, that, and the third, could he be something else? Maybe, but we don't know, right? So it's always, players aren't finished products, right? Like, yes, mm-hmm. when you're in your late 30s, you are. But when you're in your early to, early to mid 20s, you can still develop into something else. Exactly. That and, you know, situations Mm -hmm. like, you know, you got to get into the right situation. Not every guy is going to be in the right situation out the gate. So, yeah, no, good point you make there, too, especially because I think he has like perfect attendance and also went all the way to Brooklyn and Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is the guy. So not mad at that. I was going to go with Tyrese Halliburton. Ooh, I like that pick. Right. Right. Like, no offense, like, not trying to be mean or funny, but, like, I don't even think I really knew who he was before this. Uh, 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 And uh. that is no shade. But, like, then you see his name popping up everywhere, and you're like, wow. Well, he he played in Sacramento, you know, as a rookie. And so, you know, in his second year. So that, you know, that Sacramento was a dumpster fire, right? So you, yeah. Situations. (laughs) Um, But... The obvious name that came to my head, you said him before, was Jalen Brunson when I thought mm. of this. Like, just unlocked a whole new a- aspect of his game when he went to New York. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's very rare that New York these days is a great fit <laughs> for people. Okay, so let's relish in this. Okay, I like it. Yes, that is that. I like it. So, yeah. All right. um, did we miss one? I think we missed Coach of the Year. That Coach was of the Year. Call. There we go. No, it's all good. Coach of the Year. Okay, I'm excited for this one. Jenna, I mean, all due respect to um, J.P. Bakerstaff, head coach of the Cavaliers. They've been tops, top two in adjusted net rating all year. Shout out to Jock Vaughn, who, you know, you had Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving trade demands guys can you still have your job after they left and the team was actually still performing at a very high level like kudos to jock vaughn hell of a job um there's some coaches that did amazing amazing jobs this year uh jenna but there's only one guy there's only one guy when you have a team make the playoffs for the first time in 16 seasons let's go i mean this is it, right? Give it's it Mike him. Brown. It's Mike Brown, hands down, right? I mean, listen, they are the one of the top offenses in the league, um, number one in pace. Like, look, it's Mike Brown, what man. Shout out to Mike Brown and the, and the job he did. And shout out to Sacramento Kings for, again, playoffs for the first time in 16 seasons. Let that marinate. Mm-hmm. That is something else. Good for him. Mm-hmm. Like, 
I don't know too much about his transition from Golden State mm-hmm. to Sacramento, but yeah. it kind of sounds like a situation, like a I bet on myself kind of situation. Like, no doubt. I'm going to go be the main coach, the main guy. And it's freaking paying off. Well, it, you know, he learned. So he's been head coach before, obviously. One, right, before. But you then go to Golden State. You're winning with them championships, right? Winning games before, but now you're winning championships with Golden State. And you kind of see, hmm, okay, this is maybe some different things. Like I get different philosophy. I got to look at things a little bit differently. And he brought that attitude to Sacramento. They play super fast. They're going to be, you know, look. And they're young. They can't defend. And, you know, Brown actually called them out last game saying that they play soft at home, which they do. Um, so we'll see how that works. They got to get better on that end of the floor. Listen, all that is for another day. Sacramento fans, you got playoffs coming. Like, be happy. 16 years since you last saw the playoffs. Like, this is wonderful. Shout out to Mike Brown. Seriously, those employees in Sacramento must be like, damn, we got to work like longer season now. <laughs> <laughs> They're so used to being like, yeah, we're done. Let's, uh, we're making their plans. Right? Now it's like, wait. We got at least two home games extra. <laughs> I can't. I literally can't. Um, guys, like we said, the regular season is over yeah. next week. We and got four games left. I mean, right. The, and the, the Mavericks the are like oh. not even in the playing tournament no, no, right now. The, the Mavericks are a game out of the of the of the last playing spot. It's Look, wild. Listen here, real quick on the Mavericks. At some point, look, Jason Kidd's probably getting fired. Like, Oof. I mean, that's like, tough. He's been terrible. Like they're not playing defense. Like and that's on him. Um Luca, look, it's time that Luca starts getting some criticism here, right? Like all the pouting and whining and crying for foul calls, leaving your team short of man on the other end of the floor. Like, hey man, you're the leader of this team. That's on you. And also yeah. Mark Cuban. Look, man. Mark Cuban gets this pass because he's on Shark Tank and he's fun. Everybody likes him, whatever. The nicest guy he's super, ever. He's super funny and all that. And like, or not super funny, but he's like super. Personable. Everyone thinks he's super smart. He's personable. He's like the guy on TV. He knows a lot about everything. But that, that's the that's the image of him. Is yes. that true? I don't know. But I will say this, right? Like you have the generational superstar in Luca. It is on you, my friend, to put the best of everything around him to get the best out of him. And so far you have not done that. He hasn't uh scary stuff. I mean, I'm just looking at the standings here real quick. Wow. Yeah, that's bad news. That's bad news. Oof, that's tough. And that'll if they and if they miss it, it's going to be ugly. Look, Lucas signed that 5-year rookie max extension. That's got him locked up through 25-26, but when has that ever stopped a superstar before from demanding a trade? For so, real, I literally right. So at this point, come we'll on. see. We shall see. It's going to be an interesting see. summer in Dallas. It is. It's. It's. This is going to be a fun time because I'm looking at this Western Conference too, and honestly, it's the plane's going to be a dogfight. Oh my god! I mean, you might be have the, the war. The defending champs could end up in the playing tournament. It, honestly, yeah, they're probably yeah. Like, this is this is crazy. It's insane. Oh man, they're they're right, like yeah, ne- half, ne- half game Clippers yeah. and the Lakers. Yeah. That's crazy. Gonna be fun. Well, folks, as always, you know where to find us: Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Stitcher, SoundCloud, all that. Uh, at JS Hector, at Gentleman Selly, at Seven Footers Pod on Twitter, at Seven Footers Podcast on Instagram. And until next time, everybody, peace.